What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL. So can I just go back a little? I think it's yeah. important to you go start back, you want to start. back a little ways from there, but that's okay. fine. So let's just have it as a given that this was really, really hard, <laughs> okay? Starting with with uh, voting to um, certify the election in November of 2020. Back in February, reporter Yvonne Winjet Sanchez met up with Bill Gates. Gates is a member of the Board of Supervisors in Arizona's Maricopa County. I mean, you're, you're starting to deal with, I'm starting to deal with the, you know, anger, um, betrayal. Betrayal is a big word, right? Because this is the whole thing. It's like... Yvonne covers democracy issues for The Post. That means things related to voting and election integrity. And Gates is involved with administering and certifying elections in the county. Yvonne wanted to talk about something Gates had told her months earlier about the personal effects of the 2020 election. So I learned that he was in therapy last summer. Uh, We happened to be meeting about something else and he was late and he slid into the booth and he said, I'm sorry I'm late, I had therapy. And I looked over at him and I was shocked. As a member of the Board of Supervisors, Gates was in charge of overseeing the 2020 election and ultimately certifying Joe Biden's win in Maricopa County. And that's when the attacks escalated. Then-President Trump and his supporters mounted a pressure campaign against officials like Gates, in some cases even threatening violence, all leading up to January 6th. I couldn't believe that this was happening in America. And that's when my friend I was talking to on the phone, he goes, you can't be at your house tonight. Um, Literally on that day, there was a guillotine set up at the Arizona State Capitol for the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Yvonne couldn't help but wonder about the psychological toll of these attacks on a local official like Gates. I approached him about wanting to do a story And I said, think about it, I don't need an answer right now. And he thought about it, he talked to his family, and he decided that it was time to talk. So we did. The attacks never stopped. Today, Donald Trump is back on the campaign trail, and he's still falsely claiming that the election was rigged against him. Most people uh, understand what happened. That was a rigged election, and it's a shame that we had to go through it. It's very bad for our country all over the world. They looked at it. All the while, Election officials like Bill Gates are still struggling with the trauma they endured as a result of Trump's attempts to undermine the nation's democracy. This isn't an ideological issue. This is about truth, truth versus lies. And we need to just be honest with one another. We are providing a very dangerous example to young people in this country, but it's not too late. From the newsroom of The Washington Post, this is Post Reports. It's Monday, May 22nd. I'm your guest host, Anahat O'Connor. Today, we dig into the story of Bill Gates and what happened during the 2020 election in Arizona's Maricopa County, as Republican candidates are now jumping into the 2024 race 
we try to understand the lessons of our last presidential election and what it means for county officials who are on the front lines fighting to protect our democratic institutions. Maricopa County is Arizona's largest county, and it's home to most of the state's voters. The county seat is Phoenix, and the metro area has grown increasingly politically competitive over the past decade or so, and it continues to remain competitive. It used to be a reliably red county, a reliably red state, but in the era of former President Donald Trump, it's grown increasingly purple increasingly blue. Trump narrowly lost the state by 10,000-ish votes. And he and his allies were desperately trying to convince the Board of Supervisors to not certify the election results or to delay certification of the election results. And this board took a lot of heat for deciding that they were going to move forward with the certification process, that they trusted the results of the election, and they moved ahead to certify the results. And their lives have not been the same since. Now, in the middle of all of this controversy is Bill Gates. Yvonne, tell me more about Bill and what he was doing during the 2020 election. So before 2020, Gates is someone who... I would describe as sort of the happy warrior. He is a conventional Republican. He cares a lot about taxes. He cares a lot about keeping government out of people's lives. He identified as a conservative pretty early on in his life. He grew up watching C-SPAN when his parents weren't home. He was sort of a latchkey kid. He founded a teenage Republican club when he was in high school. You know, he was sort of a go-along, get-along kind of guy. He worked in the election integrity space for years, including in 2008 when then-U.S. Senator John McCain was the Republican presidential nominee. So that meant that during the election, he was ultimately one of the people who would be in charge of certifying the results of this, I guess, controversial vote. Exactly. He is one of five members on the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. This is a board that largely sort of flies under the radar. Like, this is a county. They jail people. They deal with unincorporated areas in this big desert. They deal with things that, for the most part, don't rise to the level of um, the public consciousness here. And all of a sudden, they're at the tip of the spear on this presidential race. Now, take us back. I remember... You know, even on election night, when the predictions came in that Arizona was going to go to Joe Biden, that this was immediately controversial. And in the days that followed, I remember seeing, you know, footage on the television of people standing outside the vote counting centers watching through plexiglass. Can you take us back to how this election actually played out in this county and what the atmosphere was like for election workers and specifically Gates? Once Fox News called the race for Biden, it became a pretty combustible situation. This is a big development. The Fox News decision desk is calling Arizona for Joe Biden. That is a big get. All of a sudden, Republican members of Congress, Republican activists. (laughs) 
extremists from groups all over the state, Alex Jones descended on Maricopa County. Gates was horrified by all of this happening. They were outside of the tabulation center, banging on drums, screaming. There were some concerns that maybe these people might rush the tabulation center. Now, of course, this was before January 6, 2021. America is awake, and we are never backing down. And I want to salute these amazing people. And they mounted a multi-day protest outside of the vote counting center. It was physical, at times, contact with protesters. Ultimately, what ended up happening is the sheriff, local police, ended up patrolling nonstop this area. They put up barricades, they put up fencing, and at times it sort of resembled a war zone. And it lasted for a very, very long time. And this, of course, is where the Stop the Steal movement was born. Maricopa County is a little different from a lot of these larger jurisdictions across the country. The way people vote here and the way they voted for a really long time is by mail or by Dropbox. They have a very big early voting system, and that means that 80% of voters vote by mail. They fill out their ballot at home, they put it in the mail, or they take it to a Dropbox. Those votes are not counted until they make it to a vote counting center in downtown Phoenix. So there seemed to be confusion about why it was taking so long for all of those votes to be counted. And a lot of these people felt like something bad, something sinister, something illegal was taking place inside that vote counting center as those votes were being counted. But that's just the way votes are always counted in Maricopa County. Mm. And now Gates, I mean, as you described him, he's a lifelong, dyed-in-the-wool Republican. How did Gates, as a Republican, view the efforts by President Trump to undermine his county's elections? I think at the time, he viewed it almost as bluster and as political rhetoric. Surely there would not be efforts, he thought, to actually try to undo the results of the election. Looking back, he viewed it much differently. He viewed it as a coordinated attempt to overthrow the people's will. We'd never seen anything like this before, and the vitriol was at a level, and the national attention at the same time, to literally have the president of the United States calling out the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors on Twitter, saying that we were corrupt, saying that we had rigged uh, this election in 2020. We'd never seen anything like this before. The members of the state Republican Party were reaching out to them trying to get them to not certify, to delay certification. Rudy Giuliani left him voicemails. I then got a voicemail, clicked on the voicemail, and it was Rudy Giuliani calling on Christmas Eve, you know, saying that, Bill, this is a real shame that that we are, you know, seem to be at odds, Republicans with one another, and I'm sure there's a, a good way we can fix this all up. You know, please give me a call. Ultimately, most of the board members here in Maricopa County did not speak to Trump's attorney, Rudy. They did not talk to Trump himself, who tried to reach 
the board chair, left two messages trying to speak to him. It wasn't until he and others were able to see the full picture that they viewed it in a much more sinister light. Just as the president and Giuliani and others were trying to persuade the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, they were trying to work the refs just a few miles down the road with Rusty Bowers, who was the Speaker of the House at the time. And like the Board of Supervisors, determined that the results represented the will of the people and that tens of thousands of dead people had not voted, tens of thousands of illegal immigrants had not voted, that machines had not been manipulated to deliver the win to Biden, and that this was all lies, that they had no evidence to back up the lies. Mm. So after all of this uncertainty, after this war zone-like atmosphere, as you described it, when did the county finalize its election results, and how did this all play out? The board finalized the election results weeks after the election. They hired contractors to do post-election accuracy tests on the tallies to review the machines. The Secretary of State's office also did post-election checks to make sure that everything was in place. They tried to convince through public messaging, during public meetings, through social media, through media interviews, that this was the most secure election the county has ever run. They were unable to convince a large swath of people that that was the case. I think that Gates thought that everyone was going to move on from Maricopa County. We all were convinced that, in fact, Joe Biden had won Maricopa County. So that was our job to do, was to certify it. We weren't saying that we were excited about it or making any sort of, uh, you know, giving an opinion on it. It's just these are the facts. And so when we certified it, we felt that, okay, this was a tough vote, but we're going to be able to move on. We had no idea what was coming next. As the county was trying to persuade people and convince people that the election results were accurate and fair and a reflection of the people's will. Republicans at the state Senate here had other views and they wanted a review of the results. We may have to make sure that our system is clean, that there was no internet connection, that there were no uh, counterfeit ballots, all that kind of stuff. You know, mail-in ballots, if there are fraudulent mail-in ballots, we need to find out what the weak points in the whole process is. The Senate began escalating its fight for access to voting equipment, voting materials, ballots. And the board took the position, based on the advice of its attorneys, that they couldn't just hand over some of these things without a court order. So the fight between Republicans in the state Senate and Republicans on the Board of Supervisors escalated to the point where Gates and his colleagues were preparing to be arrested. I can't, you know, explain to you how stressful that was for me and for my family. By that point, one of my daughters was in college. She was calling sort of frantically trying to get a hold uh, of me and my wife to find out if I had been jailed. This was one of those moments where you, you just say, this is surreal. How did we get here? Wow. So here they are just 
election workers who see their job as just trying to ensure that there's a fair election and that all the votes are counted fairly. And now they're preparing to be arrested and perp-walked and thrown in jail and they're being harassed. What kind of psychological toll did that take on Bill Gates and on some of the other election workers and on their families as well? I mentioned that Gates is sort of an optimist. And I think he thought that the cavalry was going to come. They waited a really long time and the cavalry never came. He expected help. He expected his friends to come to his defense. And so when they didn't, that was very hurtful for him. The silence was deafening when it came to other community leaders, business leaders within the Republican Party. And it made it really difficult for him to not be angry and not be bitter and resentful when he did see these people. They stayed quiet, and I struggled with that a lot. As I mentioned earlier, I've been a Republican, been a loyal Republican for decades, have worked on so many campaigns. And among those those current elected officials, it became silent, not only silent, but then we started to face those attacks, uh, even from them at the Board of Supervisors, all because we were simply doing our jobs. Like a lot of us, he gets sucked into social media and to Twitter, and he found himself going down the rabbit hole and being consumed by all of these posts with these people telling him what a terrible, horrible person that he was. He stopped eating. His family would talk to him, and he wouldn't hear what they had to say or he didn't have the appropriate responses. His daughters stopped coming to him with their problems. They instead would go to their mom. His entire life changed and he became just solely focused on trying to defend his integrity and trying to defend his actions and trying to grapple with friends who weren't standing up with him. And it was a very lonely place for him to be. And there are very few people in his mind who understood the position that he was in. After the break, we discuss how Gates is coping with the psychological scars inflicted by the 2020 election. We'll be right back. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So it sounds like this man who you described as a happy warrior was now suddenly under such intense attack that he was just trying to defend himself and he was feeling isolated and maybe even traumatized by all of this. Did he try to get any help? It wasn't until this time last year that he decided he needed to get some help. He was at a funeral reception for his friend, who was the county attorney. She was a Republican and represented the board. All of a sudden, he's face-to-face with a lot of these people who he 
felt betrayed him. He is trying to make small talk with these people and he's just so angry and so resentful. And he just, he comes face to face with someone who was a prominent Republican. And the Republican looked him in the eye and said, you know, I find this whole topic of election denialism boring. And I became very angry. I would go to different events and I would be over in a corner, you know, and just start sort of gesticulating. And and all of this anger was inside of me. And I didn't realize how much that I had. And he's losing it. And his wife grabs him by the arm and she shakes him. And she says, you have got to stop this. What are you doing? Stop it. So he went on the county's benefits website and he figured out how to get help. My therapist helped me to understand, first of all, that I had experienced trauma and that I experienced PTSD, which I still am embarrassed saying because I feel like this isn't PTSD, what I dealt with. To me, that's someone, you know, who's a first responder and is dealing with a tragic situation, someone who's a soldier who has bullets whizzing by their head. But she helped me to understand, no, this is a form of trauma that I have experienced, that our family has experienced. And she helped me understand that I need to focus on myself. And he soon after started to feel better. That's driving me more to get out there and speak to people and say, you know, it's okay. There's a bit of a stigma still among certain people when it comes to therapy. And there shouldn't be. There shouldn't be. Wow. I'm trying to wrap my head around this trauma that he's experiencing. Has His therapy impacted the work that he does now? Is he still working as an election official? He would meet regularly with his therapist, and they would talk about all of his feelings. And she gave him a lot of coping mechanisms, like grounding himself, reminding himself, like, big picture, what does it matter that this attorney or this Republican didn't come to your defense? That helped him, and... He and his wife both said that, you know, even within like a few sessions, he started to feel better and he started to really implement the strategies that she was giving him. He was feeling pretty good. And he started to actually talk to other election workers across the country at these election conferences about his experiences and what he was feeling. This is the most important thing that I will ever do professionally. To be at this point in history, to speak out for the truth, to speak out for our wonderful system of elections, which is, which is world class. But at the same time, to have open mind and open ears to ways that we can improve the process. But to stand up against people who are lying, lying again to raise money. They're lying to maybe win the next election. You better believe that drives me. And when he started to do that, other people, other election workers, there was a woman in Colorado who went up to him afterwards and gave him a big hug, and they both just cried. Each of them understood what the other one was facing. It was the death threats, switching up your routine when you're driving to and from work, This person in particular 
had to tell all of her family members to put their social media profiles on private. She installed extra cameras at her home because of some of the harassment she was getting. Like they see in each other what these experiences are and how harmful they are to each other and to themselves. There was a period right before the 2020 election where Gates felt so good he stopped going to therapy. And this was a really important time for him. He was chair of the board. It was his responsibility to message to the public what was happening with elections. Elections are always not perfect. They are run by human beings. Something always goes wrong. And sure enough, there were big problems during the 2022 elections here in Maricopa County. We had a bunch of printers at many, many voting centers that malfunctioned. These are printers that print people's ballots when they show up to vote. Maricopa County election officials say those issues are now impacting about 40 vote centers. One out of every five ballots is not going through the tabulator, but there is a backup plan in place. Voters who face a tabulation error can still deposit their ballot into a drop box that will be collected when the polls close. It was difficult for him. He faced the cameras inside the lobby at the vote counting center day in, day out for many weeks to keep people apprised of what those problems were. He was able to lean into some of those coping strategies that his therapist gave him, but he still struggled. He's still struggling today. There's a new iteration of conspiracies related to elections that have taken root over the past couple of months that involved the Mexican drug cartel, the governor, U.S. senators, judges, local officials, the board. The county sheriff assigned a couple of detectives to take a look at the claims and quickly realized there was nothing to them. And it's like hand-to-hand -hand combat every single day. I thought that after some of the very difficult losses that the Republican Party experienced in swing states like Arizona, that we would really have a, a reckoning, right? And unfortunately, we're not really seeing, we're not seeing that in the Arizona Republican Party. We're, we're seeing a doubling down, unfortunately. I put my story out there through your, the Washington Post article, and, and I've been attacked by several current Republican election officials about speaking out about these challenges. So he's still working on himself and on this. And it's going to be probably a long haul. The election is right around the corner. Maricopa County and Bill Gates, they are already preparing for that election. He would be on the ballot should he decide to run. And that's something that he's going to have to decide for himself as to whether or not he wants to do that. Now, Yvonne, here at The Post, you cover democracy. Can you put Gates's story in the context of what we're seeing happening more broadly throughout the country to American democracy? Why is Gates's story and what other election workers have been experiencing, why is this something that people should be aware of? There are quite a few people who see what happened in 2020 here in Maricopa County as a test run for what could happen in 2024. But 2024 could be more combustible, and the former president as the frontrunner in the Republican primary for president and I think it's understanding the human toll that being a public service can take on people. Especially in the election space, we have seen 
a lot of resignations and a lot of turnover. People who've put up with a lot for the past four years. Death threats, pretty vitriolic phone calls. People who don't believe in the work that they do. And you see a lot of turnover and we don't have people to carry out the process of our democratic institutions. What does that mean for democracy? Yvonne, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Yvonne Winjet Sanchez is a democracy reporter for The Post. That's it for Post Reports. Thanks for listening. Today's show was produced by Arjun Singh. It was edited by Rena Flores and mixed by Sam Baer. Thanks to Jenna Johnson. If you want to show your support for the show, please subscribe to The Washington Post. It's a great way to support the work that we do. And you get access to all the in-depth political reporting that Yvonne and our other colleagues do here. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash subscribe. I'm Anahad O'Connor, and we'll be back tomorrow with more stories from The Washington Post. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.